Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Steve Rosenblum. We suck, so your self-quarantine doesn't have to. Mark Grody. I think there will be lasting derivatives of this once we get through it, and hopefully we will, um, with minimal damage, that um, people will be more aware, honestly, of washing their hands. and um, good thing. And apparently wiping. Apparently wiping. They suck, so you don't have to. They can do what they have to do. They know what they have to do. Now they don't have any problem getting it done. Founding members of the WB Club. Wake and bake. Come on. Where's Toby? So I'm practicing, you know, social distancing and I have a few tips for everybody, you know. You know, no sharing pipes or joints, things like that. The three words that describe this show, and I quote Stink. Stank. Stunk. It's Saturday Suckage on the score. We should be 670 WSUK. Mike, uh, you had uh, uh, some uh, red zone failures and a number of drop passes. Uh, do, what do you attribute that to? Anything in particular? Uh, sucking. We have a new coach at Saturday Suckage. Yes, we do. Welcome in. His name is Mike Tomlin. He's our new coach. Us sucking. That is. It's the newest addition to Saturday Suckage. Mark Grody, we are now, we now have a better coach than the Bears, but then who doesn't? How are you? I like to think of you and I as being 11-0 as well and still sucking. (laughs) It's the dirty little secret, ladies and gentlemen. We have Steve and I have been exposed after a decade of working together. Just because we suck doesn't mean we're not great. And that would be the case of Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Rosenblum and Grody Show for a decade here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. What's up, sunshine? Hey, Saturday. You know what? It is a sunshiny day. If you're a Len Casper, if you are Len Casper, if you're a Len Casper fan... He he's living out his dream and all the applause in the world for him. He's living out everyone's dream. And and here's what I mean by that. I mean I was I was growing up 
in L.A., and I was lit by the Vin Scully, who was the greatest storyteller of my time. I wanted to be Vin Scully. Vin Scully outlasted everybody, and there's only going to be one Vin Scully. I went off in a different area, found, found a way to do that, but it remained that that was such a, an indelible part of my youth, calling baseball games on the radio and telling stories. And it's so easy to see how Len Casper wanted to do that. He wanted to be, I wanted to be Vince Scully. He wanted to be Ernie Harwell. Now he gets to do that. And in the terms of everybody, he got to choose what he wanted to do at a time when he could do it for the, the greatest amount of time that he has and at whatever in his, in his wheelhouse, his peak time, his... It, Congratulations to him. He's living out his dream. Everybody should be thrilled for him, even Cub fans who are facing an awful nightmare with the marquee. What do you think, Mark? I I agree with that, and I think the comp is, and I don't know if this is mentioned. I didn't hear it a lot. It seemed like everybody was scurrying to the, the Harry Carey move as a comp going from the White Sox to the Cubs, but here's the, based on what you just said, and I think, it's true. The comp is Wayne Larrabee, because Wayne Larrabee was the play-by-play <laughs> voice of the Chicago Bears on the radio with the Super Bowl Bears, and he was big time. And here he is in one of the biggest, you know, maybe you could call it the second biggest NFL market at the time. And still, it is probably number two in the country. Maybe number one in some circles, based on national ratings. And Wayne Larrabee, once the Packers came a con, he said, I am out of here, out of Chicago, because Green Bay was always his dirty little secret. His dirty little secret was that he was, his dream was to become the voice of the Green Bay Packers, and he was not going to pass up that opportunity, despite the potential, you know, feedback from fans, which to this day, uh, those to this day, still don't like Wayne for having left the Bears. Uh More arrogance by Matt Nagy. So that's yeah. the comp. The other thing, too, is is what I realized with this and what I've learned maybe in the last decade of my life, you just really never know about people. You never actually know what their wants and needs are or what's really going on inside. Who would have thought that Len Casper, who had – I'll say it. I think that Cubs television might be the best job in the country in terms of a baseball TV gig. How can you not say that in terms of the exposure it's gotten, the celebrity it has made of people through the years, and the the people that it reaches? That that is a grand gig, one which you don't walk away from. And Len Casper did. So you never really know what is in the heads of people. What are they really thinking? What are they really wanting? Just when you think you have something figured out, you really don't. You know. And I, I see that with also. Heck, let's go to uh, let's go to Jeff Joniak, the guy who replaced Wayne Larrabee. I remember when he did that; that took everybody by shock. Here's Jeff doing, you know, updates and reporting and grinding and doing all that. All of a sudden, he's named to the greatest job in football and is great at it to this day. But you just you don't know what people are thinking. Some people probably felt that way when I was named the Cubs pregame host in 2015. People are like, "What? That guy? That the guy that does all the voices on the?" The then Molly and Hanley show? That goofball? Him? What? You know, he wants to do that? He got that job? What? Like, you just, 
you don't know what people are thinking. You don't know what's reality. And I, I wanted to take it a step further, but I'll, I'll stay away from it completely. But it's also that way with people in general. What you think you see, you don't always. And, and I'll just use the the analogy of just people like husband and wife that you think are happy and then that they're really not and everything looks glorious and i think it's because of the world of facebook and social media everything looks perfect and you think you know what's up but you really don't because our reality is so skewed these days because everything is a picture i i i understand all of that and i look at and i understand you can't you can't know everything the the image the outside the external does not necessarily some of it's a facade and you don't yes. always know what's ticking on the lot inside. Of it. Lot of but it. Lot of But with Len, it was always pretty. It it always see you could connect the dots that all mm. of the mentions of Ernie Harwell were yeah. such that Ernie was a radio guy. Um, he was he was the man telling stories. He was he as Vinny used to say, pull up a chair and spend part of Saturday afternoon with us. That's the kind of guy. That's what radio was all about, and that's clearly what Len and a lot of people were involved in, were, were embraced by and wanted to follow. That was their siren song. That's what they wanted to do. So that was that was pretty clear. And he got to do it. If the worst thing that ever happened to Len Casper was that he was stuck in the second best job of doing Cubs TV instead of doing baseball on radio at some major league level, then he was living a pretty good life. He wanted to live his best life. And Congratulations to him. I think it's terrific. And it seems to be as simple as that, as much it as is. whatever they wanted to make of it. And the and, and Marquis, oh, by the way, we need to talk about this before we get into the show. By the way, our phone number, 312-644-6767. That's the number you can reach us on the, if we have a breaking phone call, we'll do something about that. That's also the Tech Zone number brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time, shop online at rosenhyundai.com. We will talk to Jim Schwantz at 11:20 about the Bears, and this is the game. This is the game that the most people could get fired for. I'm looking forward to that. And at noon, Evan Altman of Cubs Insider. He will be here. We'll talk about Len Casper, and we'll talk about uh, all the players you used to love, and now what's going to happen to them. But I want to talk about Marquee now. This is go back less than a year. At the Cubs convention, back when you could have people indoors the size of the Cubs convention, and Tom Ricketts was talking about Marquee, the new Cubs network, and and as soon as he brought it up, here's what happened. What our promise for the next 10 years is to continue to have the best relationship with our fans of any sport in the world, any professional sports team in the world, and that starts with the Marquee Network. The Marquee Network. What do you have against the Marquee Network? Believe me, you won't be booing about that in a year. You guys won't, you won't be booing about the Marquee Network in one year. Yeah, you will. In fact, you'll be screaming and you'll be angry and you'll be mad. And there's about to, like, felony stupidity might happen on Marquee Network. So let us sucking. Yeah. Deshays is What do you have against the Marquee Network? <laughs> Don't brag about it, Mr. Ricketts. Don't brag about it. So here's the thing. They got to replace Len Casper. And 
Len and JD were wonderful. They were a great listen. They were the, the wonderful balance of former player and an announcer who was moving his audience into modern metrics and doing it in such a gentle way, a velvet, a velvet stiletto, if you were. And now you've got Mike McCarthy, this this marquee guy who is commit about to commit felony stupidity because he's talking about possibly a rotation of announcers on there. He has no clue, zero clue what local baseball is all about. If, if you come from any place other than baseball, you look at the NFL and you say, well, we can put anybody on a game. That's because football is national. That's why the Super Bowl does better than the World Series. Baseball is extremely local, and you know that, Mark. You worked in radio. You see that on TV. Your announcers are essentially the face of your franchise. They're there a lot longer than a lot of your players. This is about to be something really stupid if you don't hire one person to be next to JD and leave them alone. Yeah, and I, I will say this, and this has nothing to do with Marquis, but when Len Casper came in, Len, and I know they weren't doing it, you know, rotating play-by-play guys, but when Len Casper came in, he was definitely an outsider. He was definitely an outsider. I mean, he came from, you know, from, he had Milwaukee and Florida stock, and he, he's obviously from Detroit. And I remember when Len came in, it was being sold as he's a Midwest guy. Like they, they were being very careful not to talk about his Detroit roots because they knew how provincial Chicago was and you had to tie it as closely as you possibly could. So for whatever it's worth, Len was an outsider and he came in and obviously ingratiated himself to Chicago, lived the life, spoke the language, you know, played the games, was in on the jokes, all that kind of stuff. So it can happen. But yeah, I I do wonder how rotating play-by-play guys would work. I will say this because I'm on record as having said it. I think I might be one of the only ones who did like some of the experimentations that Marquee Network did last year, adding the third man in the booth. And I get it. Sometimes it was uncomfortable, especially because of the way in which we had to broadcast games. And sometimes it felt out of focus when Mark Grace was in there. But I kind of dig it when they try stuff, try different things, but I get the base of the point that you're making, that it better be somebody quickly who can resonate with the, the Cubs audience because it's important, really important. I, I, I think that one announcer is it. I, I, you know what, even if, you're, if you think you need to be national because you're a big deal and you are, you're still doing baseball. It's local, it's cozy, and, and I think, look, if you could talk Bob Costas into doing the Cubs TV broadcast all season, you do that. I yes. think that's. I think for one, that, I thought about that for, for one year, for one year. Yeah. Why not make Bob Costas the, the, the stopgap? Because that's the only way you're going to get Bob Costas. Bob Costas at this point, 70 years old or whatever he is, is not going to want to take on the Cubs TV play-by-play job, I don't think. But what if you just said, hey, Bob, for one year, come on in while we try to figure this thing out. Right, that's that's the way I do it. But whoever it is, one guy, let him grow. Bob Bob Costas is already there. He reeks of baseball. He is he is the uncrowned commissioner of baseball, and and I'm all in favor of that. If Mike McCarthy wants to do that over Marquee, that's great. I just think that the best decision is find one guy, find one guy who who can be next to JD, and can put on a the comfortable 
broadcast what Cub fans want. I don't think they want to guess who's the next guy in the booth. I just, I am, I am, a, I don't like that idea at all. All right, we got to take a break. We'll come back. And speaking of not liking things, um, Matt Nagy is going to coach a game on Sunday. We're going to talk to Jim Schwantz about just what kind of grip he thinks Matt Nagy has on his job and on this team. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Grody. Saturday Suckage, where we have a new coach. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. Uh, sucking. What needs to happen for this offense to get clicking on Sunday? The plays that we practice and that we execute in practice, uh, we they need to be called when we get to the game on Sunday. We know we can execute them. You know what I'm saying? We just Everybody just needs a chance to ball out. That's Anthony Miller talking... I mean, you've had all season to ball out. You've had the last five games to ball out. You've lost all five games since Nick Foles went on his, well, I'd rather lose ugly or win ugly than pretty teams don't win. Yeah, well, guess what? Green Bay Packers looked pretty on Sunday, on Sunday night, and they're pretty good, and the Bears looked ugly in losing. And now we come to what seems to be the biggest game of the year, the one that could get everybody fired. And if you were going to go out and buy a Christmas tree today, like my friend AMS is, and her daughter Georgia, and then you were to put something under the Christmas tree, it might be a new McCaskey in charge, a new Ted Phillips in a a different Ted Phillips, Ted Phillips out of that position, a new GM, and a new coach. A loss to the Lions might ensure all of that. Let's see what our next guest thinks. Joining us on the Alpamonte Ford Hotline, Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park, is Jim Schwantz of the WBBM 780 AM, 105.9 FM, pregame, postgame, halftime show. Jim, looking at this game against the Lions, the dog breath Lions who fired their coach, fired their GM, I don't think, I don't think the Bears have any excuse to lose this game. And if they do, I don't see they have any reason to bring everybody back. What do you think? Well, I don't think I don't think they have any any chance. That, well, obviously, there's a chance. It's always a chance when you play football. Um, things happen during the game that that you can't 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 prepare for. But no, they should not lose this game. I mean, the the Lions. You know, obviously, they have a they have a superior quarterback. There's no doubt about that. Beyond that, it's 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 pretty much a crapshoot. They have a, they have a very good tight end. If Kenny Galladay plays. He's an excellent wide receiver, but he's been banged up, and and you know he'll be whatever as a game time decision. And then they've been decimated on defense; they don't have anybody left um, defensively. And you know where Mitch usually is good is when teams play man to man defense. And I think the Lions have no other choice but to play man to man defense. I know that was Matt Patrichka's uh, uh, defensive choice; he's no longer there. Maybe something changes, but um, they don't have the the personnel, the time spent the 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 uh the chemistry to be able to play a, a good solid zone defense so i have a feeling you're gonna see a lot of man-to-man defense tomorrow I, I have a feeling the bears will be successful against it yeah i i agree with that not to mention the the resume that trubisky has had in general against the lions like you kind of alluded to and matt Nagy is a perfect five and zero against that team and let me ask you this from a, a player's mentality and i don't know if you ever went through mid-season coaching change jim but those Detroit players, when you lose a coach, when you lose the boss in the middle of the season like this, are you prone to being more motivated in the next game or less so because it's kind of like the substitute teacher is in? 
Well, it's it's weird, Mark, because you know there's this is this is old school new school mentality. Back you know back back when I played, I worried about my 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 job every day. I worried about coming in and seeing a pink slip in my locker after a bad practice. So, um, but but if you think but if you think about this, these, these guys are are on a they're they're on a you know a, a uh, an interim basis. All of them right now. There's a new there's going to be a new coach coming in. And they're going to be evaluating talent, so it's it's playing for your future realistically for some of these individuals. So, you know, maybe there'll be a little bit of a bounce. Maybe you know, I, you you're hearing things now, and I, and I never like to 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 to, to you know put lay, lay any uh, any any truth to what comes out after somebody gets fired. But you know, it was it was pretty miserable in in the facility there with with the Lions. So maybe there is a little bit of a you know a relief, so to speak, that they're no longer mm-hmm. under the thumb of Matt Patricia, but. You know, these are professional athletes. These are professional football players. You would hope that they would go about their business the same as they did um, when, when Matt was there and, and, and now after he leaves and, and has been fired. But like I said, I would think that if you're a professional, you have any pride in what you're doing, you would you would uh, put your best foot forward because whoever's going to be the next head coach and next general manager is going to be evaluating the roster. We're talking about Jim Schwantz here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Grody with you. A uh, couple uh, couple interim coaches won their debuts. Daryl Bevel will make his debut against the Bears, um, and he's smarter than Matt Patricia as long as he plays zone defense The and knows that with the other team's quarterback has no clue how to figure this thing out. But there are a couple interim coaches who won their debuts, like uh, Raheem Morris and Romeo Cornell, and the... The idea that the Lions could be happy to just not be playing for Matt, Matt Patricia could yield something like that and and yield a victory and and here we go and they were they were well ahead of the Bears in the opener so that I'm not discounting that but I want to back up a week before we get to the or part of the week much was made of s- s- what Matt Nagy said about the defense. To me, that struck me as a coach who was losing the locker room. You're lashing out at a bad performance by the only thing that has saved your ass all year, the one unit that has been reliable all year. And there was talk about his alleged leadership not losing not losing the locker room. And that, to me, sounded like he knew he was losing the locker room. I don't know why he would say it that way. That sounded like a desperate thing. And I I don't know what you made of that, so I'd like your opinion on that, Jim. I'd also like to know if you've been part of a locker room that had been lost by a coach, what was that like and how did it manifest itself? Well, I can tell you this. Um, you know, a lot was made of what Bruce Air Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. did the last a couple times this year calling out Tom Brady, and 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 then there was a, a backup on that saying, well, that's the one guy, the one superstar who can handle it. And and I kind of liken that to what happened in Chicago. Well, there's no doubt everybody in that locker room knows the defense is the gold standard of that football team. That is the one thing that you can count on week in and week out is that defense. Now, certainly they played a bad game uh, Sunday night. Nobody in that locker room will will tell you differently. Nobody on that defense, very proud defense, will tell you differently. They did not play very 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 well. They played poor football. But I, I I'm hoping, and this is just me as an optimist, as a Bear fan, hoping that that was Matt Nagy's way of, hey, nobody in this locker room is 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 above this. I'm I'm treating everybody the same way, but understanding and knowing that the defense can take it, that they understand and they realize, you know, hey, we've been carrying this thing for. For this season, if it weren't for our offense not, you know, really put, putting in their their effort, this would be a uh, you know two or three loss football team. But instead, here we are in, a, in, the, in the throes of a five game losing streak, and maybe that was just his way of of, of clearing the clearing the deck, so to speak. But um, I don't agree with it. I, I think you're exactly right, Rosie. That 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 is the one thing that has carried this football team. I mean, you know, these talk about these fourth quarter comebacks and these these wins, these ugly wins. There's not even a chance in the fourth quarter the defense doesn't hold up its end of the bargain. And short of turning the football over and scoring on defense this year, um, that defense has been really good. And you know, I've I've, I've picked apart a couple players. You know, I don't think Eddie Jackson has played up to his new contract this year. I, but he is so dependent on those big plays, and he has not seen those big plays this year. Um, you know, I, I, unfortunately, Danny Trevathan started out really poor this year. He's playing much better as of late, um, but still not to the level of his new paper. So, you know, you got to get huge plays and, and huge uh, um, uh, uh, opportunities from your your big players, your big time players. You talk about what happened with uh, Aaron uh, with uh, 
with Aaron Rodgers not even getting touched Sunday night. I mean, you spent a lot of money this year to go out and get Robert Quinn, and he has not done anything this year except for the first play of the season. You know, Khalil Mack is doing everything he can, getting held, double-teamed, all that kind of stuff, and then you lose, obviously, Akeem Hicks in the middle. So, um, you know, I, I thought it was – I don't think it was fair because, like I said, this the, the defense didn't play well, and there's no doubt about it. But I don't know how much long, how much more you can rail on the offense because it's certainly not not – uh, not give, giving you results. It's not committing to results. Yeah, I mean, I disagree a little bit because, at, like, I, I'm glad Matt Nagy said what he said and kind of called out the defense because it was just, how could he not? I mean, it was glaringly bad. It was jarring. It, it wasn't, you know, it didn't, it, it didn't seem like, oh, we just had an off night. It was just, you, you had to say something, and this is not peewee football. These guys are adults. They should be able to take it, and it sounds like they they took it in stride for the most part. Um but I, I want to ask you, Jim, what do you think is going a little bit bigger picture here? What do you think is the future of the quarterback position and how the rest of this season plays out and how it might look going into next year? Well, Mark, unfortunately, I think this is it for, for, for the quarterbacks that are in, that, that are in the organization. I, I honestly, um, you know, it's the five-year plan, right? You've drafted a quarterback, you have – Five years on that quarterback on, on the uh, on the low contract where you can build around them and spend money other places and, and try to win with that and then you make a decision if you're if you're Seattle you give Russell Wilson new papers and then you decimate the defense and you start all over again or you know you, you have to make these decisions in real time with regards to these young quarterbacks so so Mitch Trubisky obviously will not be here next year and and whether or not Nick Foles has a future here um, uh, beyond this year, it's, it remains to be seen. I, I don't think you've seen enough out of him to say he's going to be your franchise starting quarter. So it's back to square one. I think they, there's a draft uh, this year, and, and the Bears are going to be in somewhere in the middle of the draft. It's 7-9 and nine or 8-8 eight and eight or wherever they end up, and they're going to have to try to find somebody that can fit a system, whether that's a new coach's system or the system that's here, um, that, that can be successful and then try to build around that again. I, I don't believe you go into the free agent market at the quarterback position, bring in somebody, you know, maybe, maybe, and I haven't looked at it close enough, Mark, but maybe there's a, mm-hmm. a, a Ryan Tannehill out there who needs a new start, somebody who needs to be, go someplace else, who had talent coming out of college but just didn't hit on that first, lo- first opportunity and, and comes into a team that's got some, some, some parts around him. The, the, the problem I have is at the quarterback position, yeah, you're, there's no doubt you need to restart, but, you know, you will not have a franchise receiver next year. Allen Robinson's not coming back here next year, and I don't think the Bears should pay him. I don't think the Bears are close enough to pay Allen Robinson what he's he's asking for with regards to the to the dollars that they'd have to commit to that. So now you're at the you, you know you got a young receiver in Mooney. You got Anthony Miller, who you guys played in that clip coming out, who has really just been a ghost really this whole season. Um, you think you might have a tight end of the future, but we'll never know that until Cole gets opportunities. Um, you know, to make more plays, obviously he had the big drop Sunday night, which really, really hurt the football team. Um, trying to answer that first touchdown that the Green Bay Packers had. So, and then the offensive line. I mean, gosh, that five that played Sunday night played played much better together. But that's a team in the Packers who have had really a difficult time getting to the quarterback. So, um, you know, we'll see here. Uh, you know, next couple of weeks, if that if those five can continue to to play at that level, you'll get. James Daniels back next year off the injury, so that'll that'll certainly help that solidify that offensive line. But the offense is going to be a huge question mark for the next couple of years, unfortunately. Talking with Jim Schwantz here on the score, Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rohde with you. Jim is part of the 
WBBM 780 AM, 105.9 FM pregame, halftime, and postgame show. When you talk about Allen Robinson being worth the money, not worth the money compared to the rest of the salary cap for the Bears, watching what DeAndre Hopkins and Stephon Diggs are doing, being cast off from their teams, whether you're one or two receiver, you are a main, and watching the way those teams are succeeding offensively, I, I see only hopelessness if they don't have Allen Robinson. Maybe they can't look, maybe they don't look for him in the red zone as much as they should as his, as his agent, as Allen Robinson's agent said. But I can't imagine what you do offensively. Then you're really tearing down everything. You might as well trade Khalil Mack and draft an offensive lineman and just admit we suck and we have a new GM and we're going to find somebody who knows something about quarterbacks because the one we have now doesn't know anything about it. It seems like Allen Robinson would be a bit of a linchpin. You need a quarterback. You need to trade Khalil Mack for the highest first-round pick you can find to try to draft a quarterback, I think. Well, that's the route you go. I, I don't disagree. I mean, you know, I think for me, if this was a, um, you know, backtrack a couple of years ago, the Bears didn't have that, that phenomenal season where they go to the playoffs, um, but you're still building. You know, this is a, maybe last year was, you know, uh, a 4-12 a and 12 year, and this year you're 8-8 eight and eight and you're building. You're building towards something. You know, everybody in, in, in the world, I guess, in, in, the, in the sports world, you know, picked this team to be 7-9, and 8-8, nine, 9-7. Eight and eight, nine and seven. Nobody picked this team to be much better than that. For me, it's all season it's been the optics. Where is the improvement coming from? Where is the development of talent coming from? And who has developed into the next level player? You know, I, you look back from his rookie year, and then, and then you, uh, you look at uh, Eddie Jackson, the guy I mentioned earlier. He was ascending. He has taken a huge step backwards. Think about, and, and he's injured, so it's not fair, but think about uh, uh, Terry Cohen his first year, and then, and then he had such a great first year. And then his second year, he did not get any better. And so who's developing the talent, and where is that coming from? And can you develop talent around a guy like Allen Robinson? And if, if that's the plan, Rosie, and they want to go out and, and draft a young quarterback and you want him to have a number one wide receiver, then, yeah, go ahead and spend the money and sign Allen Robinson. But if, if it's not going to be that path that they choose and they want to stand pat on the defense and try to be good on defense and build around and, and be more competent offensively, um, I, I just don't know that, that he fits, fits into that. But you're right, he, he is your only bona fide pure NFL top ten at his position talent. And at the, on the offensive side of the ball, he's the only one. And so, you know, if, if you want to build, you're going to be building around him and then understanding that for if you do draft a young quarterback for a year or so, it's going to be, you know, I always say when the, the, quarter, the young quarterbacks in the NFL, when they take that first snap, it's like the 4th of July. I mean, everything going on around him is so fast. <laughs> it's just, there's no way, to, there's no way to, to, to replicate that. And so you're going to, you're going to have those fits and starts again. And, and my fear is that, um, you know, the die is almost cast with regards to Coach Nagy and Coach Laser and these guys as far as, you know, can they, can they, diet, can they put together a, a, a solid, competent game plan um, for the talent that they have? And, and unfortunately, last few weeks we've seen that that's not the case. Yeah, and it, we're, we're also guys in that very complicated part of the season for the Bears because they're obviously five and six. It's an uphill battle. They're still alive, but... It becomes a point now you want to start seeing, again, more of what you have from guys that you haven't seen a lot from, like 
a Cole commit, maybe more to Darnell Mooney. Like, get really target the heck out of him if you don't think Allen Robinson is coming back. I just saw or just got some news that um, James Waters is out, so maybe we see more of Travis Gibson, the the rookie fifth rounder out of Tulsa. Maybe we see him more of him out there on the field. How do you manage that if you're Matt Nagy, if you're the organization at this, at this point, Jim? Because there's going to be guys, too, that are going to be making business decisions. Maybe Allen Robinson is not going to want to, you know, go deep down the middle and, and fight guys to protect themselves a little bit. I mean, how, how do you manage that at this point when you're in this tricky spot at five and six and your season is still kind of alive? Well, it, it added into it, too, Mark. I mean, you know, everybody's talking job security. I mean, you know, Coach Nagy's been asked that question in the last few weeks, and yeah. that's just going to get more and more intense. So so now it would be one thing if you're on the second year of a contract and you're coming off that honeymoon, uh, you know, first year where you go to the playoffs, and now you're, you're tinkering a little bit and, and trying to get these guys developed in game in game snaps. It's another thing if you're coaching for your career. I mean, you're coaching for your life with regards to your your your, your Chicago Bear career. I should say, um, it, that's a different story altogether. And you know, if if you're if you're if there's a magic number in your mind that you have to get to to try to save your job as far as wins or whatever, you know, then I don't know. I mean, you, you look at like a guy like Riley Ridley. He's all of a sudden started to play a little bit, and he's got he got a couple of catches. He's not doing anything tremendous, but he's slowly being integrated into uh, uh, a Sunday, you know, game day Sunday, you know, a couple of weeks ago, he was buried on the, uh, on the inactive list each and every week. So maybe we're starting to see a little bit of that. Um, you know, I've really liked what I've seen out of Darnell Mooney this year um, with it, with the exception of a couple really bad throws from Nick Foles, this kid would have had, you know, two or three more touchdowns this season. And, you know, he obviously had early on, he was the one, he got the first touchdown of the year. He's the one who had, you know, the confidence of Mitch Trubisky has told him the ball in a tight space in the Detroit game. So he's earned that, that, those, those extra snaps and those extra opportunities. You know, you said Cole Komet. I mean, with the exception of one really great catch against the Carolina Panthers, he's really had a non-existent season this year. And that's unfortunate. He's your highest draft pick. He's your, your highest draft pick this year. He, 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 needed to play, he needs to play better these last five games. So you can at least say, hey, that's one position that we don't have to really worry about going into next year's draft. Um, you know, I've really been really uh, impressed with, with Jalen Johnson. I think he's played very well at the off corner, especially when you're opposite a corner of Kyle Fuller's ability. You're going to get thrown at a lot. And uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, uh, Tayshawn Gibson. I, I would love to see him, for sure. I mean, you drafted him with a fifth-round pick, and he hasn't even seen – not even on special teams. Give him some opportunity to just learn the speed of the game, for lack of a better term. But then again, if you're, if you're truly coaching for your – for your life, so to speak, uh, if you're Coach Nagy, um, maybe those guys haven't earned your trust enough in practice to to get on the get on the field on Sunday. All right. Well, I hope you get to talk about a 500 team tomorrow, Jim. <laughs> I just yeah, hope that's the way I, it I, goes. I, I agree, guys. I, I'm, I, it's getting harder and harder. I know. You know, with the, the post games have just been. It's almost like you could record the one the week before and just play it because it's the same thing over and over again. And um, hopefully, you know, we, we saw a little bit of a step forward with that offensive line kind of gel a little bit on Sunday nights. Hopefully that's something we can, uh, we can stop having to talk about too much. Um, cause you know, nobody covers the center position like our pregame show. So we've been talking about that center position for, uh, for six weeks now. So hopefully Mustafa is our guy and we don't have to worry about, you know, getting those, uh, those expertise on the center position. And, um, I'm just kidding. Obviously uh, Jay's a good friend of mine and we love talking offensive line on our show, but, um, but hopefully that's one less thing we got to really worry about. We can point our focus to something else and, like you said, maybe be uh, 
Talk about a 500 football team here. Well, Jay's going to love this because I spoke to uh, Jermaine Effetti on the phone yesterday for the pregame show, and we talked about Sam Mustafer. Nice. So nice. get ready, Jim. Get ready, man. It's on. Nice. Awesome. No, like I said, we covered the Senate. And then last week we had Larry McCarron on with us from the from the Packers, so we, <laughs> yes. we covered that center position like nobody. <laughs> that's right. That's it. That's We're so in the true. center of it. Yeah, that's excellent. Jim, thanks for your time. Always appreciate it. You always right, make guys, us smarter. All right, guys. Have a great day. Thanks. See, See you, man. That's Jim Schwantz, uh, our brother station, WBBM, the pregame show, postgame show, halftime show, 780 AM, 105.9 FM. Uh, the We're going to take a break. We can come back. Matt Nagy sort of reinforced something that I think he's been doing wrong all along, and it really stuck out uh, against the Packers. So we'll talk about that, and then we'll bring you up to date on the rest of the show. Maybe bring me up to date on the rest of the show, too. He's Mark Brody. I'm Steve Rosenblum. We are Saturday Suckage, and we have a new coach. Ours is better than the Bears on Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score. Welcome back into the Rosie and Grody show on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. And I was just told in my ear from our producer, the Trash Panda, Adam Sidzinski, I don't know where Steve, <laughs> I don't know where Steve is. We lost him. We have lost Steve Rosenblum, at, at least temporarily. We're hoping it's nothing serious. Maybe he got stuck someplace. Perhaps he's having trouble with our our Lucy application on which we do this uh, this particular radio show. So that is that is all on the table. Um, I don't remember. What did Steve tease? Oh, he's back. Okay, I was oh, going to say, what did back. Steve tease? Because I'll talk about that. Steve, what did you tease going into this segment? Uh, sucking. I was just... yes. Oh, a sucking, well, yes. Sucking. Yeah. What happened? Well, First of all, what happened? What, what the hell I happened? What was that all about? I don't know. Technology happened. I probably got my fat fingers in the wrong place, as usual. All right. so Anyways, shut here's yourself a, down. Here's a, Matt Nagy keeps talking about, I'll never question my guy's effort. And this comes, he said it before, and he said it after Tony Dungy, a Hall of Fame Super Bowl winning coach, said, this defense looks like it quit. Matt Nagy says, never, ever, never, ever, going back to September, never, ever, never question my player's effort. Well, guess what? You're a lousy coach. You have to question everything. You have to look at everything. To flatly ignore something like effort, especially when there's that's everything you control, is just a load of crap. Now, maybe you need to do that to curry favor in the locker room. Maybe you need guys to like you and play for you, and that's the way you do it. If you can't question effort, you can't coach here. You can't coach anywhere. You're a lousy coach. And, and that was to hear him say that bothered me more now because that's what a coach saw on TV and then he tried to run a, you know, backtrack on it. Tony Dungy thought, oh my God, nobody will talk to me anymore if I tell the truth. It looked like the truth to me. What did you think? There's no bigger indictment that a coach can have on himself than saying that his team lacked effort and that goes through all sports. Well, we're just centering on Matt Nagy right now. When a coach says that, he's indicting his, mm-hmm. th- that's called losing the locker room and I, I, I agree with you. I hate when coaches say that because it's disingenuous. So that, that is survival. He is protecting himself 
when he says that because if he gives he, he's not selling his players out if he's well I guess he would be if he says that they're giving up but he's also firing himself and if he was to say I promise you that if Matt Nagy was to come out and say yeah I question their effort. These guys aren't trying. If he had done that in any stop along his three years, he would have been crushed by the media and everybody else and saying, oh, he's lost the locker room. You know, the effort. There's two things that that are glaring for coaches. Mistakes, penalties, and effort. Those are the two things that we can all see. And if a coach indicts himself on that, then he would have been blasted. So while I don't disagree with you necessarily, how can he say that and, and honestly protect himself? So... Yeah, it, it bothers me. It bothers me that like the coaches always do that to protect themselves, but I guess they have to. Well, that's okay. That's a subjective part of it. The, the two points you brought up, the the effort and then the, you know, the mistakes. That Penalties, part of right. it. That's sure. that. Those are facts. You can't argue that Matt Nagy has been a failure in that. If you include that kind of game management, all right, the discipline. That this is a team that that has to call, you know, that false starts after a timeout. This is a team that has to call a timeout after a successful fake punt. And you don't have everybody ready. Your communication sucks. Your ability to coach sucks. Your team isn't disciplined. You're not demanding it. You're not coaching well. You're not you're not getting to the point where it's where you've eliminated that issue. So for half of that equation, he's failed miserably. I don't want to hear people tell me he's a great coach when you see, you know, leadership. Well, why aren't guys listening to him? People listen to leaders. People are both intimidated and excited by leaders of quality or leaders that resound because they want to get it right. They want their approval and they don't want to, and they, then maybe they fear their wrath. Matt Nagy's a lousy coach and he seems to prove it every snap Mitch Trubisky takes, in fact, every snap the Bears have, every game in Green Bay, every every primetime game. I mean, my God, they lost to Kirk Cousins, who sucks in primetime. I just think using your formula, the sub, quitting is subjective, refusing to even consider whether your players gave the effort is ludicrous. But the other part, can you really argue with that, the, the penalties, the mistakes? No, I mean, you can't, and... To your point, too, about coaching, and you'll hear this later in what Mark heard. Next hour. Sound, yes, our sound segment from the week that was the Chicago Bears in practice. But one cut that I will bring to you, I'll give you a little preview on it, is Akeem Hicks. Like, the question was asked to him. And every defender was asked the question this week that we had a chance to speak to. What did you mm-hmm. think about Matt Nagy calling your asses out? And, you know, Hicks said, I like hard coaching. You know, and I th- I think that's what you're saying that he does that he players want to be told what to do and they a fear factor is not bad. I mean I know Ditka is the exhausting comp, but it's real, <laughs> right? I mean players were afraid in of life, him. Gang. And, in life, gang. I mean Donald Wolford can't cover anybody. Uh, evidently, you said that. he can't cover anybody. Yeah. Evidently, Donald Wolford can't cover anybody. anybody and yeah. I don't know if this team's capable of winning another game. Like, he said and stuff like that. Not. Now, Ditka yes. was extreme. He was yes. what we call extreme. But, you know, to, to that end, yeah, players appreciate having a little bit of fear because that means, and when players say that, I think, like, especially in the case of somebody like Akeem Hicks, who is a star, that... Hey, man, 
Hicks knows what he's doing, but I need you to call out the rest of these guys. You know what I mean? Like, like I can't let you let this guy get away with whiffing on that. You know what I mean? So right. I, I, I do get what you're saying. And yes, yes, Matt Nagy is responsible for all of that. Well, we will uh, put down the, the, the hammer on the bears uh, for a moment, and we will bring it to the Cubs and the changes they're undergoing. We will discuss Cubs with our next guest after a break. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Grody, Saturday Suckage, with our new coach, Emeritus, Mike Tomlin, Chicago Sports Radio, 670, the score. Uh, sucking. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.